Hello, welcome to the new Dalham History Podcast for all your history revision needs with Gribbin and Howarth. Hello and welcome to the new Dalham History Podcast. We have hit episode 12 and it's not even half term unless you're listening to this in half term. But today we thought we'd go back to crime and punishment as you've just done your exam at GCSE students. This topic is mostly relevant for GCSE. However, A-level students, it may be something that you'd want to talk about as we're going to do the gunpowder plot. And that's sort of a prequel to the Stuart's paper. Think of it as the revenge of the Sith to your paper one. <clears throat> Have you ever heard the, <laughs> the tragedy of Darth Cats be the Wise? Um, yeah, so we'll do a little bit of a brief it's a Star Wars two, quote. That was two films smushed into one. Yeah, I love it. Um, we'll do a brief history of the topic. We'll do the causes, the events and the consequences for the plotters. Uh, we're going to have a, a two truths, one lie. Gribbin's going to catch me out. We'll see if this week we actually have a, a genuine lie or whether it's just a granddaughter. Um, and then for technique, we're going to look at the explain why question again. So, yeah, here we go. A brief summary of this topic, the gunpowder plot. So uh, why did it happen? Surely it's just the poem. (laughs) (laughs) Remember, remember the 5th of November. Gunpowder, treason and plot. And then there's some more that I always forget. Let's do a a little bit more of a topic. (laughs) So why did it happen? What happened? And then what happened to the plotters after the event? Cool. So if we're setting the scene, this is the beginning of the 17th century, but there's been quite a lot of shizzle gone down in the 16th century. Yeah, the turmoil, uh, the religious turmoil of the period has not um, set the gunpowder plotters up for a sort of, you know... It's not an easy ride for Catholics at this time, is it? So the backwards and forwards between from when Henry VIII breaks with Rome um, through to Edward and Mary and Elizabeth, heresy has become sort of a massive thing, religion has become a thing, um, and people are angry about not being able to follow their own religion, whether it be Protestant or Catholic. At this time... James I is on the throne, who um, is a Protestant, and what's his quote? That he detests Catholics. Yeah. um, Scotland has its own type of Protestantism in the Presbyterian Church, quite localised, but he is wanting to make a a good impression on his new subjects in England by enforcing Protestant ideals, which for the Catholics means that they're going to be persecuted more than expected. For us in the modern day, it's difficult to understand maybe why Protestants and Catholics were so at each other's throats. Certainly in England, there's other places within the United Kingdom where it's still a bit of an issue. Um, But these plotters are concerned that they are going to be um, eradicated. So they want to strike while the iron's hot. Yeah. The laws against Catholics get tightened. They're more harshly enforced. They're... There's more persecution. Uh, most Catholics don't have a choice, so they have to accept these. And some some practice in secret and some, um, well, some pretend and attend church because otherwise they, they don't really have a choice. And then uh, the gunpowder plotters take matters into their own hands and decide that enough is enough and they want something done about it. Mm-hmm. So the, the plot involves... It starts off quite a small group of mm. plotters, doesn't it? And the, the plan is that they're going to kill the king and replace him with a a Catholic monarch. Yeah, straightforward. So um, Robert Catesby is actually the, the brains behind the plot, even though Guy Fawkes is the one that everybody remembers. Yeah. Is that a... 
good thing to be forgotten as the leader of a failed plot or a bad thing that even though it was your plot and it failed, no one remembers you? Well, at least he doesn't have an effigy burnt of him every year. True that. True that. Um, so Catesby hatches the plan he, to blow up Parliament in order to kill the king and put a Catholic on the throne. One of the plotters, Guy Fawkes, uh, fills a vault beneath the Houses of Parliament with 36 barrels of gunpowder, more than enough to destroy the building and everyone in it. I seem to recall there's an issue with... Is it plague? Parliament weren't meeting when they were supposed to meet initially, so as much as they get all this gunpowder together... The gunpowder yeah. actually probably isn't in a fit state to be... Yeah, it has to sit there for a while mm. while they wait for Parliament to come back. Um, also, I've recently read something that suggests that um, there were sort of more higher-up people involved because the only people that could get hold of gunpowder were sort of... Well, it was all stored in the Tower of London, wasn't yeah. it? So you would have had to have contacts within government to get gunpowder, mm. which there is that conspiracy, was this actually a way of making people hate Catholics? Oh. Well, uh, <laughs> unfortunately for the plotters, um, an anonymous letter warns Lord Monteagle not to attend the opening of Parliament as it would, quote, receive a mighty blow, unquote. Uh, he took it straight to Robert Cecil, the King's Chief Minister. And that's the thing. Because they'd have to wait, they invite more plotters into the fold. And it's probably one of these not real hardcore terrorists, but the people who've been... In, on the fringes I'm a Catholic I don't like Protestants oh maybe this is more than I was expecting can't be killing members of my family sort of thing yeah and um, that sort of basically scuppers the whole plot so message kids if you're plotting don't invite more people than necessary yes let's make <laughs> sure that we train the kids to be more efficient at undermining the law <laughs> uh, I just meant plotting as in you know plotting some uh, revision sessions on the weekend. Of course, of course. Now, on the 4th of November, basement's searched, isn't it? Yeah. So, um, Forks is found uh, <laughs> alongside 36 barrels of gunpowder and arrested. Um, not on the 4th. Oh, sorry, not on the 4th. On the 4th, he's seen there in the uh, basement. Yes. And they leave it. <laughs> and then they come back again on the 5th and then he's arrested. Oh, uh, right, OK. Again, making it suspicious. <laughs> uh, well, maybe there wasn't enough gunpowder to pin it on him. <laughs> Maybe it wasn't close enough to the gunpowder. Explosive stuff. Yeah. Um, so once he's arrested, uh, he's tortured until he reveals the names of the other plotters and signs a confession. So again, a little bit of sort of uncertainty about whether he was actually at the heart of the, the plot mm. or, you know, whether he actually names the right people because most people under torture don't give correct information. They will say anything to end the yeah. torture. And again, that's interesting for crime and punishment in that he was tortured on the rack and the only rack that had a licence in England uh, was at the Tower of London. So you couldn't do torturing just anywhere. It had to be with the king's permission. Mm. Mm. Civilised. Isn't it? Now, the other plotters, I presume, get wind of the fact that everything's gone wrong and they run off to the West Midlands, don't they? Yeah, they run away, I, I presume, to a sort of Catholic safe house um, uh, called Hull Beach House. Um, but 200 government soldiers caught up with them. Uh, and Catesby uh, and a number of his fellow plotters were killed in the fighting that followed. Two of them were killed with the same bullet. Whoa. Yeah. That's a great fact. Isn't it? Um, the others... I'm wasting them all. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. Um, the others were returned to London before being found guilty and sentenced to be hanged, drawn and quartered. And that's the thing, isn't it? For crime and punishment, they are punished for the crime of heresy. Yes. Now, heresy only really becomes a crime when you've got more than one religion. For someone like William of Normandy, this 
wouldn't have even been comprehensible because everyone was Christian. Yes. And Catholic and Christian were just synonyms for one yeah. another. There was one church, and that church was in Rome. But under Henry VIII, and from that point on, if you were the wrong type of Christian, that was punishable by death. And it depended on the monarch which type of Christianity was the one that was breaking the law. Confusing. Must have been difficult to live through those times. If you were born at the time of Edward the Sixth and lived through to the time of James the First, you've been a criminal and a law-abiding citizen without doing anything differently. <laughs> yeah. So, the when we say hanging, drawing, and quartering, what's that involve, Gribs? So you are hung until you're nearly dead, but not quite dead. Um, then you are cut open. And your bowels are drawn out from your from inside you, uh, and then, and then, <laughs> um, your limbs are cut off one by one. Nice. And then you're put on display for everyone to see. Yeah, it, it's an it's a shameful thing. Uh, the idea is that when the end days come and everyone else rises from their graves, you can't because. You're all over the place, yeah, literally. <laughs> um, and it's it's an example to other people, isn't it? It's a deters traitors. Yeah, it's a sort of it's the most horrible punishment that you can have. I mean, it is worse than death. It's the most deterring of deterrents. Ooh, mm, I'm proud of that one. Two truths, one lie. So, it's time for two truths and one lie. I'm going to try and catch Howarth out with... Um, maybe I'll tell three truths this week, like you did last week. <laughs> I didn't. It wasn't his granddaughter. But, yeah, Gobby's just too cool. <laughs> okay, so we've got three facts about the gunpowder plot. Number one, um, Robert Cecil was actually the mastermind of the plot. So, after the discovery and failure of the gunpowder plot, new laws were instituted in England that eliminated the right of Catholics to vote. It would be another 200 years before these restrictions were fully lifted... Uh, and therefore, there is a theory that says Robert Cecil, who wanted to end Catholicism in England, planned the plot and its discovery to get James I to persecute the Catholics. Now, he was the spy master under Elizabeth too. He's a bit of a badass. He's mm. like James Bond, but with cooler hair. I can see. Mm. Okay. Okay, facts number two. The word guy comes from Guy Fawkes. Uh, so a lot of literature has been written on the gunpowder plot and its events have inspired many books, most famously William Shakespeare's Macbeth. Yeah. Did not know that. <laughs> um, for Guy Fawkes Night, children used to make effigies of Fawkes, usually using old clothes and newspapers. These guys were exhibited in the street to collect money for fireworks. Due to this, the word guy was used to refer to an oddly dressed person in the 19th century. And by the 20th and 21st centuries, it came to mean any male person. There's just so much in that that I want to be true. Just the idea of people making effigies of forks. <laughs> at the table with a cutlery. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Third fact. In 20th century Britain, many masks depicting Guy Fawkes were sold to children before the Guy Fawkes night. The Guy Fawkes mask grew in popularity after it was worn by the protagonist of the famous graphic novel, the 1980s Viva Vendetta, which was adapted into a film with the same title in 2006. Since then, the mask, which was designed by illustrator David Lloyd, has become a symbol of anti-government and anti-establishment protests around the world. Ooh. Now, I've seen that film. That's, again, Star Wars reference. Um, Natalie Portman don't, No, don't roll your eyes She, when it was time to go to the opening night of uh, Revenge of the Sith 
Um, she had a shaved head because she'd shaved her head for V for Vendetta. Mm. George Lucas was well miffed because it was spoiling all these nice publicity shots. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to say that one's true. Yes, that is true. Okay. I think I think that the second one is a lie. I don't think we get the word guy from Guy Fox. That is actually true. Oh, no! The lie, because there's no definitive proof... Oh. Is that Robert Cecil was the mastermind of the plot. It's a conspiracy theory. You know I like my conspiracy you goon. theories. <laughs> Not guy. <laughs> you goon. Oh, well done, Groovy. Well done. Got Congrats. you. <laughs> tech, tech, technique time. So we're going on to some technique time. We're going to look at the explain why question. And we've got a question about heresy. Um, how does it go? Which one is it? The question that we're looking at is explain why heresy was so harshly punished between around 1500 to around 1700. Okay, so basically you won't get a question where you only have to use the gunpowder plot it's a case study so it's representing the things that were going on at the time that make um that can explain things like heresy being punished actually mm -hmm. so it's going to be one reason in that answer as to why heresy was punished harshly. But what a good reason to use because religious fanaticism leads to terrorism excellent mm. So, if you're tackling that question, it's three causes, isn't it? Yeah. The bullet points give you two. However, you can't really even get half marks unless you give a third reason as well. Yeah, so for that, explain why heresy was punished so harshly. I'd go for a paragraph about Henry VIII and his break from Rome. Okay, he starts everything off. Explain a little bit about the difference between Catholics and Protestants, why that means that you need a law for heretics for not following the state religion. Excellent. You might lump in... Um, Edward VI in with Henry and say that he carried on his father's tradition. Yeah. So put two in one paragraph. Your next paragraph, you might refer to both um, Mary and Elizabeth because Mary, of course, bloody Mary, burns 300 heretics at the stake. Not 500 like I thought the other week. No, 300. And um, Elizabeth claims to try and find a middle way, but actually... Um, things become increasingly more Protestant under her, mm -hmm. which sets the scene for James I, who... Um, who has an utter detestation of Catholics. Um, and then your final paragraph, you would go on to write about the gunpowder plotters. The theme there that's running through your answer is what is kind of so bad about heresy and how is it being punished? So you can talk about the different punishments there. You've got burning at the stake to cleanse the soul. You've got this idea of hung, drawn and quartered to deter people from plotting against the king. Yeah, and... Um, Basically, your focus might be, so explain why heresy was so harshly punished. Your focus would probably be the concerns of the monarch against, um, you know, people that were a threat to the state and to the state religion. So the gunpowder plotters would be a really good example of that. Yeah, it, it's shifted. Originally, heresy is a crime against the church mm. and it's becoming a crime against the king because the king is now the head of the church. Yeah, so it's becoming sort of a, a bit interlinked between mm. the two. Go. So where else can you go to find more information about the gunpowder plot? I'm slightly obsessed with it, but there was a TV show in like the early noughties called Histrionics where Nick Knowles, the 
D-O-Y-S-O-S. Um, he did like six episodes about key historic events. You can't get them anywhere. I, I've looked. I, I've tried. I, I'm hoping this new Britbox thing on BBC <laughs> might resurrect it because you can get clips. But the only one that there's a full episode of on YouTube is the Gunpowder Plot one. Brilliant. And its soundtrack is kitsch, early noughties music, it's like Britney Spears and Oasis and things. <laughs> but he does it in quite a humorous way with like talking to the characters and like breaking the fourth wall. It's pretty good. Nice. Um, you've also got in a, on a bit more of a serious tone, um, a few years ago now, was it 2017? Um, mm. The BBC did a TV miniseries. It's only three episodes uh, called Gunpowder. It's got Kit Harrington. Um, John Snow. I don't want it. <laughs> um, uh, as Robert Catesby, as the protagonist. Um, and that was quite good. It's quite um, sort of dark and graphic and a bit Gets sort across of the idea of religious turmoil, though, doesn't yeah. it? The, the opening episode, like punishment for heresy. There's yeah. a different one in there. Ooh. Yeah, it's pretty grim. Mm. Um, but maybe worth it's, a watch. It's a pressing crime. <laughs> um, there was a 1923 film. Guy Fawkes, if you're after a silent um, historical uh, account. Black and white, authentic. Yes, I mean, it's essentially filmed at the time in <laughs> 1923. And then there was a film with Mary Queen of Scots in it, which kind of links to the idea of... Gunpowder, treason and plot. Yeah, so again, this idea of religion being a key element of succession and who people want to be monarchs and things. It must be a horrible history special episode on the gunpowder plot. There's definitely clips. There's yeah. plenty of clips. Um if you ask Howarth nicely, he will bring in clips for you to watch. And, or I could upload it onto the 365 page Ooh. and pop some on there. But only if there is a groundswell of desire. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Joke time! Yay! <laughs> Anything from the kids? No. They have been busy, though, with exams and stuff. Yeah. Now's the time, kids. It, the badges are cool. Why is yeah. no one on the badges? I, I made loads of badges. I like making badges. <laughs> <laughs> okay, right. Joke number one, Mr. Howarth, off you go. Okay, right. So, um, a policeman arrested two kids. One for drinking battery acid. The other was eating fireworks. He charged one and let the other off. <laughs> <laughs> okay, joke number two. Uh, how come the village Guy Fawkes won the Nobel Peace Prize? How come the village Guy Fawkes won the Nobel Peace Prize? Because he was outstanding in his field. <laughs> <laughs> oh. uh, you may be able to tell that we struggled to find any good jokes on there on Guy Fawkes and Bonfire Night. We'll take Believe, anything. We'll yeah. take anything heretical. Send us something. <laughs> Believe it or not, it's really hard to find jokes about burning people to the ground. Weird, that, isn't it? I know. Oh. No sense of humour. No sense of humour. Um, so, it's goodbye from her. Goodbye from me.